I was intuitively using a classic anthropology research method, namely participant observation through cultural immersion. As a foundational tool in our anthropological toolbox, participant observation, it allows us to viscerally experience, learn, and inquire about the daily lives of the generous people and communities who, frankly, are willing to put up with us. And significantly, participant observation, it allows us to delve much deeper than our questionnaires and interviews because it can reveal what people say as well as what they do. So, from learning how to say Lampon Sigi uh, to understanding the origins of agriculture and humankind, anthropology inspires us to integrate multiple perspectives to enthusiastically explore our human condition and all its history and diversity. So, what exactly is anthropology? Well, let's start with a basic definition. And this is how I start my introduction to Fourfield Anthropology course for undergraduates. Put simply, anthropology is the study of humankind over time and space. And bear with me, because I promise, if I were to get any more specific than that, we'd be chopping off specialized branches of our disciplinary tree. You see, in American anthropology, we categorize our discipline into four subfields. There's biological anthropology, archaeology, linguistics, and then cultural anthropology. And we use each of these subfields to explore survival and the diversity of humankind across time and geography. Let me explain. First, biological anthropology includes everything from primatology and paleontology to evolution, biology, genetics, and even health and forensic science. And all of those themes, they'll be covered in the early lectures of this course as we answer the big question, who are we and where do we come from? Then, as we move deeper, uh, we'll figure out how Homo sapiens survived while all other upright walking apes have long gone extinct. And to do that, we'll continue to apply biological anthropology, but we'll also draw new insight from archaeology, linguistics, and cultural anthropology. So, the next subfield, archaeology, now that uncovers and interprets artifacts. That's what we call material culture. And we look at material culture to reveal the histories of people who are no longer here to share their stories. Like, like crime scene detectives, we can look at what earlier humans left behind to work out how they lived and died. Next, the third subfield, linguistic anthropology. Now, that's a lot more than just studying language, right? Linguists, they dissect the structure of language. They, they preserve and investigate dead languages. They tell language histories. They even provide a record of human migrations and cultural interaction. And many of them explore that intricate chicken and egg relationship between language and culture. Now, linguistics. Linguistics help us answer our second big question about how we are the sole surviving upright walking apes. But it also helps us transition to our final major subfield, cultural anthropology. Cultural anthropology is an interdisciplinary subfield that explores kinship, economics, gender, development, religion, art, and, well, just about anything else we humans do. And it's cultural anthropology that helps us work out our third big question. Through cultural anthropology, we'll explore how, despite cultural and linguistic differences, we are one human race. While anthropologists typically specialize in one or more of these subfields, 
the lines between them, as you'll see, are kind of blurry. In fact, most anthropologists draw on several or all four subfields to investigate our world. And that's exactly what we'll do all throughout this course. But today, to begin our adventure, I want to take you to where I acquired my passion for everything anthropological. So let's go back to Mali so I can share with you the transformative power of this thing called anthropology. My anthropological story begins, well, hundreds of years ago when a cattle herder named Npan Sangare left his community in Messina, Mali, and he headed south with his cattle. You see, he was walking them far to the south in search of early rains and grasses that could strengthen these cattle in advance of the next growing season. And as he wandered, he came across this beautiful small lake along a seasonal river. And it was replete with birds, fish, grass for cattle, and even some shady groves.